What's up, everybody? Jay Miller here. I hope you're having a great start to your week. This is the pitch show where I talk about anti-productivity, my journey as a person in tech, and share insights from a conversation that I've had uh, with a friend of mine from the internet. But first, it is something that I've been putting off, something that I want to talk more about. My cat just walked in, so you're probably going to hear her in the background, but honestly, that's where we're at. Let's jump in and talk about health. This is a health check-in episode, and you might be wondering, why, why would I even talk about my health to people that don't know me? Uh, well, simple. I feed on accountability. I think that having people know more and more about what's going on in my life gives me the drive to change the things that need to be changed, give me the courage to continue to do the things that are working, and also give people the ability to reach out and offer their support, which uh, later on I will definitely be asking for. But I've broken this down into three parts. Uh, let's start with the probably the best one so far, and that is my professional health. How do I see myself uh, in terms of my career, my future uh, as a developer advocate or as a person in tech? How do I see that going? And honestly, I will say that I, I feel pretty good about it. Uh, I have projects, those projects, the chickens are coming home to roost on those projects. Like I am getting to the point now where I'm starting to see some of the fruits of my labor over the last few months as I've been preparing to, uh, you know, get off the ground and get running with these projects. But honestly, it's been great. I, I say this too much. I love my job. It's, it's an amazing opportunity for me. Um, I'm happy that everything that I've been doing has culminated to this point. Uh, I'm happy that I feel the energy and the encouragement to still work on projects that interest me and projects that I find uh, to be exciting and that I have the opportunity to do that and get paid for it is, is kind of like another thing that's just amazing to me, but everything looks good there. When it comes to my professional work, when it comes to my side hustly business work, things are a little darker, I would say. Um, I'm not going to lie. November was probably my least profitable month, and that was by choice. Uh, I canceled, well, let's see, uh, probably my most profitable client. Uh, we've canceled every scheduled meeting this month uh, due to election, you know, celebrating and things, and then just not having the mental energy to sit down and, and work, and then also trying to catch up on life and all of those things. But then also I have, and I know I talked about it earlier in the year, like probably my biggest project to date. Um, honestly, I've been sleeping on it. Like I am, I'm paralyzed by the fear that I'm still not going to do a good enough job on it. And that at this point, I don't know whether or not I would be better off just forfeiting the project giving them the data as is and saying, you know what, you keep the money, like just, just take it. I'll, I've already eaten the cost. I've already paid for everything at this point. 
uh, do I just give them what I've done and say, Hey, you know, it's on the house. I'm sorry. It wasn't perfect. Uh, thank you for giving me an opportunity, but you know, I, I can't do it for some reason. And I know that it's doable. I know that I have the ability to do it. I know that it wouldn't be hard. I could probably knock it out in a single day. It's just the fear of doing that with full confidence. The first time I did it, I was fully confident. Everything was going well until it wasn't. And then bam, I got like punched in the face and it was like, I don't know what to do. And now it's like, I have the opportunity to do those things again, but because I didn't, it becomes harder and harder every day to just finish it and just do it. And again, there's like this constant fear of letting people down, which in by not doing anything, I'm letting people down. So it's this weird, like catch 20 or like mental catch 22. But other than that, like I said, that has no bearing on my professional career whatsoever. Um, just the sheer fact to, to get that project done and, and be done with it would probably be a huge weight off my chest. Something I don't have to think about. Um, I would almost even say at this point, the type of work that I would take on under pit will be vastly limited, uh, to, uh, things that I'm comfortable doing things that I can kind of do mindlessly things that I can put on autopilot. And honestly, if that's not good enough, then I probably won't take those types of gigs. Um, that just that simple, but also, Uh, A huge professional boon is also in the charisma and self uh, confidence. I think that's probably the word to use there. Uh, I mentioned a while back, I got my eyebrow pierced. It's something that I've been wanting to do. Uh, I have a consultation for uh, the start of a tattoo that I've been wanting to get for years, but because of the size of it, I didn't want to, I wasn't going to be able to hide it. Don't worry. It's not like on my face or anything. That's, I mean, no problem to those that do. Um, but you know, for me, it was something my previous employer had such a problem with tattoos that I kind of hesit. I was hesitant to get more tattoos done because of any weird backlash or effect on my personal career. Now I feel like, I'm in a situation to where the decisions that I make regarding my body and my skin within a certain amount of, of reason, uh, within a general, a generally large amount of reason is okay and won't have any bearing on how I am treated as an employee. So again, I think a lot of this is environmental, uh, being in something different, something new has been, a huge boost to my confidence, uh, to my mental health in terms of uh, working as a professional, but yet there's still some, uh, I don't say skeletons, but like there's still some ghosts of projects past that are kind of lingering in the atmosphere that honestly, if I just took the time to just knock them out, just be done with it. And at the end of the day, say, Hey, here it is. If you don't like it, don't pay me. If you do like it, please pay me. And we're done here. And I think just the the freedom of having that off of my plate, off of my chest, and knowing that I won't need to go down that road again unless I choose to 
would be great. All right, next up, the, probably the hardest one, uh, physical health. Honestly, my physical health is pretty darn bad. It's pretty detrimental right now. Uh, I'm doing a little bit to try to get over that. I'm going to talk about some of the things that I am doing, but I will say I got the worst test results back of my life. <laughs> All the things were high, like cholesterol high, blood pressure high, blood sugar high, like not to the point where I'm on an insulin pump and having to get, you know, bypass surgery done, but higher than they've ever been. Obviously I'm getting older like that. That's just life. As you start getting older things, you have to take more care of yourself. You have to, you know, take better care of yourself. I should say you should, um, also make sure that you're doing the things that you know you should be doing and not doing the things that you know you shouldn't be doing. Uh, that's definitely where I'm at now. I have always thought I could kind of get away with just what I was doing, but obviously now that is not the case. And just to remind everybody, I am someone that has some pre-existing conditions. I have some, uh, like I have really bad asthma and the weight gain hasn't helped with that. Uh, I also have uh, a family history of rheumatism type uh, issues, a lot of joint and arthritis and, and things like that. A lot of people in my family have lupus. Um, I have early onset rheumatoid arthritis. Like that's like, these are all things that I have to be taking care of myself because I'm already it's already harder. Like if I don't take care of myself, it's going to be even, even harder to get back to a state where being healthy is easy. So, uh, just a quick, quick catch up on that. Yeah. My physical health is absolutely demolished. And honestly, I think what I'm going to be doing to kind of fix that is just doing, I call it like a little plus plus, like, you know, going for a walk every morning. One, I think it puts me in the right mindset. It allows me to kind of focus and be mindful and plan out my day and what I want to do. Think about what will I need to do in that day to, to make it a win, but then also get a little bit of exercise in, get a little bit more steps in. And honestly, if I can increase the average step count on a regular basis, that does a lot for me. So after that, we have uh, the idea of improving on that. So I used to do a challenge called the one push up, one crunch challenge. And the way that that worked was, or sorry, one push up, two crunch challenge. And that was every day you had to do the minimum of what you did the day before and plus one or plus two. And this is always hard because, you know, when you start out, it's like one, okay, I'm done. Or you might want to get sassy with it and say, okay, I'm going to do 10. And the next thing you're like, but I don't want to do 11. So then like you might just do 11. The next thing you might do 15. But then after that, you got to do like 16. So it's it's always a, a challenge to kind of convince myself to do it. But you're also giving yourself the ability to do the bare minimum and encouraging yourself to do more if you can or if you feel like it. But again, got to get on that health kick because if I don't, who will? All right. The last one before the interview is mental health. Honestly, this one's kind of a toss up. I, I genuinely don't know. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to be as transparent and as open as I feel like I can be. Uh, mental health is always an issue. 
But for the first time, I'm actually seeking help by talking to someone, not by medicating the problem. Um, those that know me know that I have ADHD. Um, I've always been kind of hyper. Uh, I have anxiety and depression. That's kind of the the trifecta. I, I call it like you have you have like the millennial disease or something like that. Um, but yeah, it's, it sucks, but it's manageable and I've always tried my best to manage it on my own. So getting therapy, uh, it's something I've been wanting to do. Honestly, we just couldn't afford it. Uh, now I'm in a position to where I can't afford it. So like, yeah, I'm, I'm getting it. Like that's, that's amazing. Um, I think that that's something that sucks is because there are so many people out there that need help but can't afford to get it, but I'm not going to get into my socialist, you know, opinions and all those things. Uh, I'm just going to say, if you can get help, please get help. Um, in regards to, like, family health and, like, how am I reacting with my family and things like that, honestly, I feel like it's been pretty good. I've been spending a lot of more time with my daughter, having a lot of fun with her as she gets older you can kind of interact with her more. Like, I feel like that's kind of the, I don't want to say the curse of being a dad. Cause like when they're young, they're just super cute, but they kind of just sit there and then they get to a little bit older where it's like, I want you to be here, but from a distance, because like, as you get closer, you tend to spill stuff on things and break things. And it's like all of those things that can just kind of set you off. But at the same time, you're like, Oh, but you're so adorable. Come here. Uh, and then now, I mean, she's only two, but she's becoming, she's getting like such a, a wonderful personality, such a sweet personality. She randomly comes up and gives me hugs and I'm like, this is the coolest thing ever. Uh, so I don't know if she senses that I'm trying to be more present or more active, uh, in her life, the, the little bit of it that she's lived, but if she is, then she's definitely reciprocating those feelings back. And I ain't mad at it, honestly. I, I love it. Um, but the last part of this is figuring out how to help. Uh, that's that's where I'm, I'm really trying to grow at the moment. Um, this past week, I had a few friends remind me that I did not know about Trans Remembrance Day and the fact that some of the closest people to me in my life are, you know, identify as, as trans folks. And, you know, some of the people that have helped me so much in my career uh, are either trans themselves or they are closely uh, connected to folks that are trans and all of the struggles that they have to deal with on a regular basis. And it's hard to, two things. One, it's hard to help others when you don't understand and it's not their job to teach you. It's your job to learn. So I am trying to learn more now, not not in any way that would feel grimy or skeevy, but but honestly being more open about my lack of knowledge and, and letting folks know like, hey, look, I'm coming from a position to where I don't understand. Can you help me? And it, it's 
it's humbling because part of me has always tried to be an advocate for, you know, equal rights for, for as many people as possible, especially folks that are, you know, disenfranchised or folks that are treated as the minority, as the societal, 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 that's the word, uh, the societal minority, or, you know, obviously the racial minority, which is always a thing with black folks and other people of color. But also kind of understanding that people aren't looking for a savior. So like, it's, it's hard to say, I want to learn so that I can be a better ally, but yet I don't want to sit here and come from the, the position that I am the savior to help you solve your problems. Like that's, I can't do that. And I think that that is one of the things that as a black person in America, like I feel, I feel that all the time where it's like, there is the quote unquote white savior complex where you have friends and to all of my friends who are white, please don't take this the wrong way. I'm not criticizing anything that you do. Honestly, I love every, each and every one of y'all. Um, I wouldn't be where I am today if it weren't for a lot of the white friends that I've had that put themselves out there for me, point blank. Um, I've had people on their name vouch for my skill set, and that is how I got to where I am today. And now that I'm in that position, I can work twice as hard to make sure that other people are treated fairly. But I have to understand that I'm not here to save them. I'm here to vouch for them. And if I see something, then I'm here to call it as it is and point out some of the, the biases and the, I guess, injustices for lack of a better phrase. I'm trying not to get preachy on this, but uh, yeah, I guess the injustices that are happening to folks that are disadvantaged for any reason, any apparent reason. And I have a long way to go. Like I talk about accessibility being such a big deal and my website is not accessible at all. Like it's it's hot trash dumpster fire. And I will say that my site is open source. So if you want to help me, please. Like I'm all open to that. But I am starting to see some of the manic habits that have cropped up in my attitude start to really rear their head once I start thinking about how I can help others. And a lot of that is just paralysis, fear, and compulsiveness. Uh, and that, And that's something that as good as being active, you know, as good as taking action it can be, sometimes the action taken needs to be planned a little bit better on my part. So I hope you do see more action from me, but I hope that it's well thought out, well positioned action, and that I can find a way to help myself and help my friends better in that And that said, this is how I'm going to wrap up this 20-minute monologue. My goodness, Uh, this is going to be insane. Uh, How can you help? Uh, I was speaking with a friend for a 
potential future project, I was speaking with a friend and one of the things that we talked about was why, why the desire to keep pushing forward, like what, what would success look like? And many folks know that I don't ask for money on this show. I do have a GitHub sponsors page. If you want that, I always leave the link in the show notes, but I never like beg people to, to go give me a dollar. Like the show's not going anywhere. We figured this out by this point. Like the name might change, the flow might change, but you'll be hearing from me through some type of podcast medium, probably for the rest of my able to speak life, whether you like it or not. I mean, I guess if you don't like it, you just can unsubscribe and then problem solved. But how can I be compensated, I guess, for that in a way that is helpful to me in some way, shape or form? To be honest, just hearing from people, that's that's what I told my friend and that that's what I tell you is like, I think the hardest, the hardest part of doing any type of show is often the silence that follows it. Um, that's, that's actually how I measure the success of any show is that when I'm a guest on someone else's show, I often hear feedback. I often see people signing up for my newsletter or whatever when I do other people's shows, but yet I never hear from people after like I put out my own episodes. And I don't know if it's because I'm just like, they don't care. They're not listening all the way through or like what, but I don't know. I don't know what it is, but what I do know is that feeling like you're talking to the ether or feeling like you're, you're pouring yourself out every single week. You're coming up with these ideas. You're planning it. I get more feedback. I don't write blog posts anymore. I just take pictures from my notebook and then post them on Twitter because those actually do better and get better traction than the blog posts that I write. So like I will share a picture of these, of the notes for this week. It might actually be the show art for this portion, but Honestly, it helps people in so many ways to just have them feel like they're being hurt. You don't have to cheer. Sometimes if you disagree, you can even say you disagree, but at least I know you listened. Or at least I think you listened. You might have just heard something and gotten mad and turned it off. But like the idea that you're putting stuff out there and no one cares is like the hardest thing for podcasters, especially new podcasters. Like some people will put out a show and they'll have like 10 people listening. And those 10 people are like super vocal and they love, they talk about the show all the time. They're giving them all the props or giving them the rates and the reviews and all those things that they're asking for. And it's just like, that's the coolest feeling ever. But I've, I've been on the other side of that where you have thousands of people that down that download I can't even say listen to your show they download your show they download that thing that you're doing and you hear nothing from from them at all and when that happens it's like you are in the middle of a circle because you have all this stuff going on around you yet you're alone and that's that's so detrimental so Again, I, this isn't to pander to you. I honestly, if you don't want to write me, don't write me. I'd rather you 
want to genuinely feel like you're helping than just kind of give me like a pity comment. But uh, yeah, straight up, this has been my health corner. This has been my health review. Uh, I'm going to put the episode out, the interview out on another episode just because this one ran a little long. Um, plus we've got the after show and everything else. So, uh, be looking for that. There'll be another episode later this week. I'm actually going to record the intro for it. Uh, as soon as I'm done with this one, that way I can promise you that there's an episode. I've already edited the interview and everything else. I did not expect this conversation to take 25 minutes. So yeah, I am here. I'm talking as you even noticed at the beginning of this, I said there was, well, actually, no, I'm going to just edit that out too. Uh, so yeah, this is uh, this has been a fun one. Again, if you like what you heard, if you didn't like what you heard, if you think what I'm doing is a waste of my and everybody else's time, that's cool. Just let me know. Uh, you can do so on Twitter, KJY Miller. Of course, you can always check out uh, my ever-changing website, blog, and other things at kjymiller.com. And, of course, I hope you have a great week.